We all go through these periods of time where learning will be more important than earning. And it's important to know how to identify those to take advantage of an opportunity that could slingshot you forward towards your actual end goals or aspirations. Welcome back to On the Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host, and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Let's get into today's topic. In today's episode, I'm unpacking 12 game-changing lessons from my 12 years in the business. I'll reveal hard-earned secrets that have reshaped my own path so that you could discover why consistency is king, why breaks are your secret weapon for breakthroughs, and why it's never just about learning, but also that will help you earning. Dive deep with me into the pivotal lessons that aren't just about surviving in business, but also thriving. Whether you're a seasoned adult entrepreneur or just starting out, these insights are gold mines for anyone who's ready to level up. So stay tuned to transform your adult business playbook by playbook. I think to give this entire conversation proper context, I need to kind of put things into a little bit of context for myself as an adult creator. So for those who don't know my story, I started performing in the adult industry back in 2011 as a webcam model on my free cams. I saw early success in breaking top 20 on the platform my first month, and I wouldn't call it luck just because of the fact that I lived on the website. <laughs> I wouldn't log off until I made my token goals, and some days that genuinely meant no sleep at all. I would come home from my corporate job at a bank, and I would log on to MFC, and then I would stay online all through the night, and then I would work the next morning back at the bank. It was easy back then to be motivated and inspired because everything was still so new. This idea that I could earn money online from the comfort of my bedroom, it seemed like magic to me. There was no boss, no hours, nothing but me, whatever I felt or didn't feel like doing, and my internet connection. It felt like sorcery, but over time, the magic wears off, it becomes routine and work just like any other career. And for me, that's where a lot of the lessons that I want to talk about today come into play. No career path, no matter how inspiring or how passionate you might feel about it, will maintain that effect on you forever. Every career in business has what's commonly referred to as overhead for the boring work that comes with it. We may love webcamming live, but I bet we all hate slow times when the chats are dead. We may love creating content, but for some of us, editing can be the literal worst. <laughs> or we may love producing content and making it our own beautiful piece of art, but scheduling it is a fucking pain. <laughs> so especially when we have to consider all of the platforms we have to schedule across. Every time in every business, you're going to have these kind of mundane, boring parts. You're not going to love them. You're not going to feel inspired by them or passionate about doing them, but they still have to be done. So I've thought about these lessons that I've learned over the years that have kind of kept me pushing through the boring work of running an adult creator business and that have kept me growing year over year. The first lesson and usually the hardest to learn is consistency over everything. I've said this a million times, just like so many other adult creators who have also found success, but consistency is a major, if not the major component to any creator business, especially in adult. If you're a live webcam performer, when you take days offline, it will feel like a week off 
to your fan base or your regulars. And if you're not consistently maintaining a cam schedule that fans can predict and know when to log on to see you, you're not going to grow and maintain your audience. The same logic applies to consistently posting adult content on clip stores, fan site platforms, tube sites, etc. You want to think of your fans as tuning in to see you or to watch your content. They have to know where and when to do that. That also plays into your social media promo. If you're not consistent across your adult platforms, you're probably not going to be consistent across promoting on social, which means you're probably not going to grow your sales funnel of potentially new paying customers or subscribers. This is the entire machine, and it needs to run like a well-oiled one. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends, because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep, and we want to make as many adult creators' businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. This is the hardest piece of content creation business to craft and one of the most important tasks to hire support for once you do have the resources. None of my content would be getting scheduled consistently if it wasn't for my personal assistant. It's also a task that I personally dread doing, one of those boring and uninspiring components to my business. So when you have those specifically that come up that you can delegate or hire out for someone else to do, it is so worthwhile to do it, and it'll benefit you, your mental health, and your overall just satisfaction with your day-to-day work in your life. The next lesson I learned was don't burn bridges, even with fans. This one is going to feel controversial to some degree to some of the people listening. Obviously, we've all encountered horrible trolls online that push our boundaries, are cruel or mean or honestly worse. Those aren't considered fans to me, so please understand that those people are not who I'm talking about in this context. When I say don't burn bridges, what I mean is don't intentionally damage relationships of any kind if you can help it. I want every person that I've ever worked for or worked with or interacted with, even fans, to have a good taste in their mouths when they say my name. No matter what, you never want to burn bridges with people because one day, when you least expect it, you might need to walk across that same bridge. In my time span in 12 years in the industry, I can't tell you how many times I've crossed paths for the second or third or fourth time with the same people, either running platforms or the same creators in our space or the same fans that I had encountered before, usually all in a different capacity than the first time I had interacted with them. I even have fans who have spent years in my orbit without spending a dollar, who now spend tens of thousands of dollars a year on my pages because I always showed them a kindness when they couldn't spend. They're incredibly generous now that they can. And I'm not saying give tons of free time or attention to these people or these fans. I'm just saying a gentle touch now and then, once in a while, can really go a long way. Even if the initial experience with someone isn't the best encounter, I always aim to leave my last impression on them as a kind one. I believe that everyone we meet in life, fans included, contribute to our experience on this earth, and vice versa. So I just don't ever want people to say that I negatively impacted theirs. For that reason, I really do try to leave people in places better than I found them, which actually extends into the next lesson as well, which is that everyone is still growing and evolving. We're all imperfect and we're all going to make mistakes. For that reason, I never publicly bash people or platforms in general or on social. I take problems to the source and I try to always just address them directly. And I know now more than ever, 
how easy it is for someone to run to social media, especially Twitter, and take something out of context, run with it, because I see it happen all the time. It happens here at me on Sexwork CEO from content that we publish. And it's so hard because this landscape is so intricate. It has all of these layers and nuance, and it's hard to convey things in limited characters or short form video. But for the most part, when platforms or people have failed me, there's usually an explanation as to why. Oftentimes, the person, you know, let's say running the support team left or got fired, and maybe a company is in the process of rehiring someone new. Or they're working on a feature and there's some bug in the tech that they're trying to sort out. This list can literally go on forever. But at the end of the day, the people behind these platforms and companies, they're still people doing their best to navigate building a business, their business, just like we are. And it's hard to build a business. It's really hard. So if I can communicate with them privately and actually figure out what the issue might be, I know that I have a much better shot of resolving it or getting the support I need as opposed to just blasting them across social without having any actual context on why something may be happening. The same goes with me regarding other creators in the space. Everyone is going through things that I know nothing about. I have no idea what people are facing, what rumors around them might be true, nor do I honestly have time to investigate them. I really do try not to comment on things that I'm genuinely just not educated on. And I never fully know anyone else that I interact with in real life, even less so the people I interact with on the internet. I have absolutely had disagreements with other creators. I've had falling outs with creators that I once considered extremely close friends. I may have restricted those people's access to me in my real life, but I'm absolutely still rooting for them to succeed, just from the sidelines now, instead of alongside them. I would never bash or talk publicly about them because I don't think it serves anyone. And I know some of you are thinking to yourselves right now, what about the predators out there, which is valid? What about the people that need to be named in order to protect others? And for me, I think that's different. And I agree, we do need to name those people. But for the focus of the lesson, to not publicly bash people regarding my earlier point of burning bridges, because I can tell you right now, I've had challenging relationships with companies in adult that I've worked with in the past. Just like people, companies will grow and evolve over time as well. Many of those ones that I had had issues with have improved across the board. And because I didn't tweet or scream from the rooftops about their failures during their growing period, there's still an opportunity for me to work with them now as SexWork CEO, either on the back end to consult and improve where they're weak in favor of us, the creator, or as a sponsor who can help fund and strengthen our mission on helping creators build bigger businesses. All of this would be something that I would never have been able to do if I publicly kicked them or shamed them while they were already done. Now, let's change gears for the next lesson because I've learned a lot in my 12 years in the adult space. And the fourth lesson is that breaks create breakthroughs. This one was such a hard lesson to learn because I just kept fighting myself on it. I never give myself breaks. I fill every gap in my calendar with work nearly every chance I get. And I tend not to make time for social events, seeing my friends, or I've also sacrificed time with my family as well. I'm terrible about prioritizing work over important things in my life, which leaves no time for breaks from work, as I'm sure you can imagine. Until I had to take a trip one weekend, not too long ago, to a place four hours from where I lived that had absolutely no service. I had to visit a friend because I had promised I would, and when a time came to deliver, I realized that 
they were completely out of range from any internet or cell service that I had. And I probably wouldn't have agreed to going on this trip if I had known that ahead of time. But here I was, four hours from internet or cell service, and I had two full days offline ahead of me. And you know what happened? In 48 hours time while I was there, I became insanely inspired. I had a whole page in my notes app on my phone filled with new ideas across all of my businesses. I also had fun. I was present for once. And I had deep, uninterrupted conversations with people that I really cared about. The most surprising thing was that I came back from a pretty action-packed weekend full of events with them and almost no downtime or rest at all to still feeling energized going into the next week. That was really the moment that I understood why people harped on the importance of taking breaks because they genuinely read breakthroughs. Last week, I was actually watching a podcast I love. It's called The Diary of a CEO. And one of the guests that was on it was talking about peak happiness for people. And she mentioned that no matter how long a vacation a person is taking, their peak happiness was usually around 42 hours into the trip. Meaning that if you just took a two or three day break for vacations, you could come back happy and energized, which totally aligned with what I had experienced on that recent trip to visit my friend. And it finally clicked for me. And now I plan accordingly. One of my personal goals for 2024 is to plan mini trips and vacations that are only two to three days total, not only to form better connections with the people I love and care about, but also to give me those breakthroughs that I know are waiting for me, disguised as breaks. The last lesson is such a good segue to this next one because breaks directly don't make you much money, yet they teach you a lot in the process, which is why lesson five is that it's more about learning than earning. As online sex workers or digital creators, we often earn a certain amount of money that makes it almost silly to take on additional jobs or positions. But let me tell you, that is a fallacy. A great example of this is when I took on my role working with Fancentro. What a lot of people don't understand is that I was already making great money as a webcam performer, earning between ten dollars and $30,000 a month when I agreed to take on a marketing role internally at Fancentro for around $3,000 a month. I already had a ton of experience in my past, but knowing that I wanted to build a company like Sexworks CEO in the future, I knew that I could learn a lot from seeing how an adult company worked internally. The choice wasn't one that I made based on the potential of revenue I could earn from working there, but rather a choice I made sacrificing money I could have been earning on LiveCam in order to learn skills and dedicate hours that would make me stronger for my future aspirations. We all go through these periods of time where learning will be more important than earning. And it's important to know how to identify those and when to step down an income to take advantage of an opportunity that could slingshot you forward towards your actual end goals or aspirations. So many entrepreneurs overlook steps like this because they feel like setbacks, even though they are periods of growth and are often undervalued. Next, a lesson that I had to really, really wrap my head around because I am such an inherently competitive person. This lesson is that there is no competition, only collaboration. I have always been competitive for as long as I can remember. Not only have I been competitive with others, but I've been competitive out of spite and out of feeling underestimated at things. I came across a quote that talked about, if you wanna go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. This quote really changed my life because I was at a point in my career where 
No matter how hard I tried to do things on my own accord, I still only had 24 hours in a day available to me as an entrepreneur. This meant that no matter how I felt, I had to hire other people to help me achieve the goal I was working towards because I needed their additional 24 hours in a day. Hiring people for the first time was really scary for me because I am so competitive in nature. I'm always worried that someone's going to steal my ideas or turn around and hire someone else to execute on them. And that's a valid fear because it does happen. But the reality is, if I am good enough at the mission that I'm trying to pursue, what I'm doing should win regardless. And the only way to build something amazing is to do it with a team of other amazing people. This is really when collaboration started to make sense to me because you have to collaborate with others if you want to build something big or meaningful. Not only because you won't know everything that there is to know, but because you won't have the means, the contacts, the access, or the skills to do it otherwise. It is very rare that one person can do such an assortment of things and do them extremely well. And because I'm also building multiple businesses, which I do not recommend, I have even less time at my disposal to be really good at a lot of these skills, which inevitably meant that I needed to collaborate with people to build my dreams. And when you start to realize the power in collaboration, you realize that the only competition there actually exists at the end of the day is the one you had with yourself from the day before. And understanding that was a massive unlock for me. Lesson seven I learned over my 12 years as an adult entrepreneur was a painful one. That lesson was to diversify your adult business by platform and by vertical. I have always been on multiple platforms as an adult creator. After I diversified out of webcam modeling, I immediately started making clips and posting them across various clip sites. When the fan sites just started to boom, I was both on Fancentro and OnlyFans. But when I started to focus on fan sites in general, I stopped updating my clip stores and stopped live camming altogether. I'm sure that we all remember a time, not long ago, where OnlyFans banned explicit adult content from their platform. And at that time, running my fan site was pretty much my main source of income. And in the three days that they decided to ban explicit content, I lost around $10,000. If this doesn't teach a girl to diversify, <laughs> I'm not sure what will. Diversification comes in a few forms, not only in the platforms that you distribute to, but also in the verticals that you build in. This lesson taught me not to just run a fan site, but to also focus on sexting in a phone sex vertical, also to upload clips in the clip store vertical, also to stream live in the live cam vertical. And now I've been bringing slushy into the mix, focusing on the short form content vertical. Diversification also means into different areas of adult work, not only across different platforms themselves. And I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to make a $10,000 mistake twice. But one time was plenty. And speaking of mistakes, that takes us into lesson eight. The biggest mistake that I feel I have made in my adult business was not capturing fan emails sooner. I know I have mentioned many times over through Sexwork CEO's channels how important it is to capture fan emails. I say this because I spent about eight years not capturing them, <laughs> which based on my calculations has cost me around 100,000, if not more, fan emails. I'm harping on this because it's important, but it's so frustrating for me to look back on years and years of hard work that I spent in this industry and think that I have cost myself such a massive opportunity by not capturing fan emails sooner. Because in the short time that I have started, it has paid off in dividends. I always refer back to this as my biggest mistake because it can't be undone since we can't go back in time. My second biggest mistake 
if you're currently making it, there's still tons of time to correct. The second biggest mistake in the lesson learned was not attending conferences and expos sooner. This is the second biggest because it's not time sensitive like email capture. You can still start this right now and have it be wildly impactful to your business. This becomes super evident to me when I started attending overseas conferences this past year because I attended Expos Amsterdam, TES Prague, and AW Ibiza in a matter of two weeks. Going to those conferences, I was able to 11x my business. That means that the money I was earning before those conferences became 11 times larger in the few months that I've been back from them. Not only is this a great opportunity to network and meet people, but it's a great opportunity to learn and expand your skill and knowledge gaps. I met people and networked with them and became partners and collaborators that have helped them grow their business from attending conferences, as well as them grow mine in return. I know expos and conventions can be expensive, which is a huge reason on why I didn't do more of them sooner and why you probably aren't either. But ultimately, as soon as you have the resources and are able to attend these things, the better off you're gonna be, at least I believe so. Because in my case and in my experience, that's exactly how it worked out. You can get a lot more out of things if you just come up with the courage to ask. And that is exactly why lesson 10 is so important to me. Don't get me wrong, I certainly believe in a person's ability to manifest the things that they want out of life. But I also believe there's a caveat to that. You have to take actions and behaviors that align with achieving the outcome that you want to make. One of those actions or behaviors is asking for what you want in general. Many people don't know this, but Vincentra as a company didn't seek me out to hire me back in the day. I actually sought them out and I made the ask. And this is pretty representative of so many things that I've accomplished in my life. In fact, any job that I've had in my entire life has never called me back for my application or for my interview. I have always followed up with them and asked them for updates regarding whatever the position was. And I feel like I'm a great applicator and interviewer, <laughs> but in my early experiences, this early on just taught me that if you want something, you often have to ask the people for the things you want. And it reinforced me all along the way. Not only because most people just don't know what you want, so therefore they don't know to give it to you, but also because every time you don't ask, you're sacrificing the thing you want as a byproduct. Always make the ask. The worst anyone can ever do is say no, and then you're just where you started right now. Lesson 11, I'm still learning to deal with, <laughs> but at least now I have a framework for doing so. Lesson 11 is that imposter syndrome never goes away. You just work on creating so much evidence that your inner voice can always be proven wrong when you present yourself with the facts. I can't tell you how many times a week I feel like an imposter, whether that is to my fans as an adult creator or to you, the CEO squad within my company, Sexwork CEO. And this is partially because we all have and maintain really high standards for ourselves that, you know, nothing we ever do is going to feel good enough. But one of the ways, or at least the only way that I've found to battle with my imposter syndrome is by presenting myself with evidence that the negative self-talk isn't factual. If you have evidence to support who you claim to be, then there is no imposter. And in the bigger picture, we are all our own people and no one can be an imposter of themselves anyway. So as for feeling like an imposter with Sexwork CEO, all of the feedback and the messages that you guys send us about how our education or information has positively impacted your business, that is the evidence that I use to fight my inner voice when I'm creating and putting out content that I feel like, oh, this isn't going to matter or it's not going to make a difference for anyone. So as always, thank you for sharing your results with me because it means a lot and it serves as the evidence I use to keep going when things get hard because they inevitably will because that's business. 
which actually brings us to our final lesson. Lesson 12 is that you have to realize it's all a game, this thing we call business. And it will have moments where you're losing. It will have moments when you feel like you're winning. All of those moments teach you how to level up when you face a setback. When ultimately I started framing business in my mind as a game, everything felt better to me. I started looking at problems more like challenges that I had to defeat or solve so that I could get to the next level versus my failures feeling like finite death or the end of something. Just like in games, you can always respawn and try again as long as you have the capacity. When you realize this or you approach business like this through this lens, everything feels like less pressure. It'll help you stay motivated and stay the course in the long run. So try reframing your adult business in these terms and look for solutions as ways to defeat that next level. Hopefully that'll help you as much as it did for me. Now, as we begin to wrap up this space, I would love to invite anyone listening who has any more questions to please feel free to come up and request to speak or if you have something you want to share, a lesson maybe you've learned from your time in the adult space. I would love to have added conversation around this because I know my experience is just one person's perspective in lens. In the meantime, I do want to mention that we have a lot of great courses coming out. Our slushy course just dropped. So again, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so and make sure your notifications are turned on so that you never miss a new course. We've gotten a ton of great feedback on this most recent video, as well as the other one about editing via CapCut, via the CapCut app. So if you haven't seen that, definitely head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash SWCEO to check it out. As always, huge thank you to everyone who's subscribed to the Telegram bot already. If you haven't already heard, Sexwork CEO released a Telegram bot that essentially sends out your daily content inspiration and all of the captions you need for your feed, PPV locked messages, clip stores, etc. The ideas are researched to be trendy and highly desirable for what fans are currently seeking. And the captions are optimized with calls to action so that you can increase your earning and unlock potential with each one. The Telegram bot pushes your daily dose of inspiration to your phone every day around 10 a.m. Central Standard Time so that you no longer have to waste your time researching, planning, or coming up with content ideas or captions. The bot takes care of all of it. If you're not an active Telegram user or would prefer PDF versions of the content and phone captions, you can now get that right over on sexworkco.com forward slash shop. We recently launched our store website with PDF downloads of the same content and phone captions featured in our Telegram bot. We also have additional downloads available there like unlock sales scripts, sales objection scripts, and more to help you close the deal with fans and PPVs. If you want to get a taste of what we offer without spending a dime, there are completely free PDF downloads waiting there for you as well. There's a 15 free solo content ideas and captions download waiting and a free scene planner download to help you plan content. So just head over to sexworkceo.com forward slash shop after the space in case you're interested. I want to again take this opportunity one last time and remind all of you listening about SWR, my other company. SWR Data is on a mission to survey adult creators like you. We want to hear your feedback about challenges you face and how the adult industry can better serve your needs. Our goal is to collect experiences, opinions, and observations about the current state of the adult industry. We'll use this data to advocate for necessary changes that make it a better place for us, the creators. The reality is a lot of people in power have never been creators and simply just don't have the lens to know what our needs are. SWR data is that lens. However, I can't do it alone. I genuinely need your help because I genuinely need your perspective. For that reason, I'm inviting any creator who's willing to participate in our qualifying survey, which helps us understand your expertise as an adult creator. By taking the survey, you can start participating in paid future surveys. With our ultimate aim for the CEO squad, 
to have additional revenue streams through SWR data surveys alone. Your experience as a creator is valuable, and we think you should get paid for it. This is a collective effort, so if you're interested in participating and getting paid for future surveys, let us know you're interested, and we will DM you the qualifying survey link so you can join us on this mission. Lastly, but most importantly, I do want to emphasize that all of the information we put out here is free because we believe in this idea that the more financially successful creators are, the more resources we'll have as a community to do things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and more. So if you find value in the content you heard here today or in the tweets that you've engaged with, please, please, please consider sharing it to make this journey easy for your own adult creator friends. Our only ask is that you retweet and share our stuff so that we can help as many people as humanly possible. Huge thank you for everyone who tuned in. Remember, all of these spaces are turned into blog posts and are available over on sexworkseo.com. So just head over to our blog and revisit any of the ideas we've talked about in today's episode. Thank you again so much, CEO Squad, for another space and chiming in or tuning in. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. It would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review. We want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible. And you taking a second to leave a couple stars and a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much.